Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash entitled people, where people think they can do whatever the heck they want and act however they want because they're better than you. Guys, you know how it is around here. It's another episode with some insanely entitled people, so don't shake your heads too much, subscribe if you haven't, and the email link for story submissions can be found below. So back in March, my boyfriend's parents decided that they wanted to come stay at our apartment. Now, for starters, they never asked. His mother called and told me that they were on their way and to prepare a spare bedroom for them. I was already apprehensive about them staying with us because his parents have always been extremely rude to me. They are overly critical of everything I say and do, and they're massive control freaks who feel entitled to always be in charge. So right off the bat, things are miserable. They tell me what I can and can't do in my own apartment, and they're overall just the worst. So out of everything, the air conditioning caused the biggest debacle. Where I live, it's been about 85 to 90 degrees almost every day. Now, I normally keep my air on 70, but when they started to complain, I turned the air up to 75. Now, this is already a little toasty for me, but I was willing to be a little hot to try to keep the peace. And this was not good enough for them. They told me they don't want the air on, period. They want the heat on. And they turn it on every single opportunity they get. I wake up in the middle of the night covered in sweat, and I've told them countless times to stop. Yesterday, I finally cracked. I put about 10 pieces of duct tape over the thermostat with a note attached that said, do not touch the thermostat while I'm at work. So 6pm rolls around. I walk into my apartment and I'm automatically hit by a hotter and more humid heat than it is outside. I notice the duct tape and notes have been torn off the thermostat and they have the heat set on 98 degrees. I go into the guest room and say, hey, Why couldn't you follow the simple instruction of do not touch the thermostat? This is my home, and I'm tired of you saying rude things to me. I'm also tired of you treating me like a child and creating your own rules for my apartment. You either need to be respectful towards me and learn to accept my boundaries, or you can go back to your own house. Now, it was at this point that my boyfriend's mother says to me, and I quote, You have no right to barge in here without knocking. That was not only an invasion of our privacy, but you need to take the attitude out of your tone. I've dealt with much bigger bitches than you before, so watch your mouth. She went on for 30 minutes, and I just tuned her out. When she was done talking, I told her to get out. Get out of my apartment. My boyfriend came home with his parents gone, and now he's angry with me because I just couldn't let them have their way. He wants me to call his mom and apologize, but I don't think I should have to. Now, I may have been rude to her, but it was only because I've spent the last two months dealing with her abuse and trying to politely ask her to stop treating me that way. I got tired of politely asking someone to stop treating me like dirt in my own home, which I was letting them live in for free. I also got tired of my boyfriend refusing to defend me and allowing her to say and do whatever she wanted. I'm also trying to understand their perspective, although it doesn't seem reasonable to me. If Reddit determines that I'm the a-hole, I will call and apologize. 
Now, I'm pretty sure everybody agrees that OP isn't the a-hole in the situation. Like, if you come into someone's house and you stay for free, you're their guest, and you have to abide by their rules. And I personally think that she doesn't have to apologize at all. She was verbally abused and treated like that for two months in her own home, guys. I'm sorry, but the parents have to go. So this person's comment says, Not the a-hole. Why do you even stay with your boyfriend? He's clearly choosing his mother over you every single time. You should be kicking all three out. Okay, so this story happened a really long time ago. I was working in a steel shop, and I got into a freak accident and had to have my leg amputated. It's a long story. So this story happened at the beginning of my rehab, when I was just learning how to walk again with a fake leg. I also had a wheelchair that I used when I was out for long periods at a time. On this very day, I was out at the local Kroger, grabbing some items for dinner. I was wheeling myself around when I got to the cookie aisle and decided to stand up from my wheelchair to grab a pack of Oreos. I was beginning to wheel myself away when all of a sudden, I hear, You are a freaking disgusting human being. I'm thinking, whoa. I then stop myself and turn around to see who in their right mind would call someone that. As I wheel myself around, I can see a woman in her 50s who doesn't look like a Karen at all. I then asked her, did, did you just call me a disgusting human being? Hoping she wasn't referring to my disability. At this, Karen says, I am so sick and tired of people like you. Now, at this point, I'm surely hoping she's not referring to me being in a wheelchair because that would be such a stupid thing to say. I say to her, why do you say I'm a disgusting human being? Karen says, I'm just so sick and tired of people who act like they need a wheelchair. I just saw you stand up, so you clearly don't need one. It's so disrespectful to those who are in wheelchairs who have lost the full use of their legs. Now, a little bit about myself. I'm a pretty big dude. Not like fat big, I'm muscular big. And I look to be pretty athletic. I was also wearing track pants that day, so there was no way that this woman would have been able to see my fake leg. Now, I was about to explain that I am in fact missing a leg and I lost it in a freak accident when she cuts me off saying, I'm just so sick and tired of idiots like you conning the government for money. People like you make me so sick to my stomach. You probably collect disability so you don't have to work. And who pays for that? Hardworking people like us. Now, at this point, I'm about to wheel away from her when she continues on and says, If you don't get up out of that chair, I will drag you out of it. My daughter is disabled, and I can't stand people like you. Now, at this very moment, I decided to teach this Karen a lesson. I look her dead in the eyes, pulled up my track pant leg to reveal a fake leg. I then say to her, is this disabled enough? Is it? You tell me if I'm conning the government for money. You get to wake up every single day and have two working legs, so shut up. The Karen looks mortified at this point. She begins to sputter an apology, and at that moment, I wish I said to her, I'm so sick and tired of people like you judging others. But I didn't. The Karen then huffs off in embarrassment, and after that, a couple behind me who saw what happened start to laugh at how stupid she was. Guys, why can't some people just mind their own business, right? If someone's in a wheelchair, they're in a wheelchair. You don't need to police everybody who's in a wheelchair, Karen. I'm so glad OP taught that woman a lesson, though, after she went through that stupid, I'm sick and tired of people like you crap. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So this story goes back nearly 45 years ago when I built my first house by myself. And the neighbor on the back was immediately pissed that I bought two lots directly behind him and would not sell them to him or make a swap with him on the two lots he owned on my west side. Now, the dude would call the county inspectors all the time and he would report my violations. And of course, there weren't any. So after we moved in the next spring, I began to regrade my property. I planted grass, I planted 20 trees, including six 5-foot blue spruce trees towards my property line that I shared with this neighbor. I planted them a good 10 feet from the agreed-upon property line that he was using. I spent two months doing all this, and one Saturday morning, my neighbor and his wife were out measuring their property and such. I paid him no notice until he knocked on my door and handed me what appeared to be a bank survey of his property. He had it for 15 years, which indicated the location of property lines, his house, and his garage location. He then explained that my trees were on top of his property line, and that I needed to move them. I kind of agreed with what he said based on the site survey, and I proceeded to move them. But then I looked closely at the survey, and it also indicated the location of an abandoned alley that we both had half possession of, with dimensions of his garage. This clearly indicated that not only was he claiming all the alley, but also a 20-foot strip along the entire back of my yard. As a matter of fact, all the neighbors were claiming this, and they did so for years. My house was the first one built on my side of the block. I had a double lot of 150 feet by 175 feet, so it was easy to not actually realize where the property lines were. And what makes this interesting is my neighbor has a huge strawberry bed, over 10 years old along almost the entire backyard on my property. The guy had 500 plus plants, all prime producers, and it was his pride and joy. I immediately got my own real survey done, with steel pins driven and stamped hard copies of the site survey. His bank survey was basically correct, and he and his neighbors were freely stealing the strip of land across the entire block, 12 households in all. Now, this is a small rural farming town of less than 800 people, And in all this dust-up, I found out this neighbor is the town's a-hole. So I took my survey over to the guy and said, Listen, there's no rush to move your plants, but you need to get them off my property in the next few months. The guy then tears up the survey, and he throws it at me saying that he isn't going to move anything. And now it became game on. So I work a second shift, and I commute about 25 miles to work. My wife would often go into our garden, which was a huge one when she got home at night, and she would do some work in it. About three or four days later, she's out there, and the rear neighbors are disrespecting her for all the trouble that us new people were causing. My wife told me the next morning, and I went to those neighbors, which all refused to talk. 
I then left copies of the legal survey in their doors. A couple days later, I'm at work at 4pm and my wife calls me pretty upset. So the bad neighbor along with two of his neighbors verbally assaulted my wife when she was in the garden in such a bad way that she was driven to tears. I had enough. I told her I'll be home in 45 minutes. I then call my brother-in-law, who's a farmer less than a mile out of town, and explain the whole situation to him. He told me he can have his John Deere tractor with his tiller at my house at 6pm. I then called the county sheriff's office to request a deputy be at my house at 5.30, and then called our police chief and requested the same. I get home, and minutes later, the cops show up. I then hand them my legal survey. I walked around to show them the steel pins. I then asked the officers to take a look at the legal survey, and then asked them on whose property are the strawberry plants on, and they said, clearly on my property. I then asked them, so it's on my property, so I can do whatever, right? The police then said sure, of course. At this time, we have about 20 people mauling around. Not my neighbor though, because he ran into his house as he wasn't going to face me after how he spoke to my wife. Instead, he sends his wife to the door to order me off his property or he's going to call the cops. At this point, I told her to tell him, too late. I already did, and you have 15 minutes to relocate as many of your plants as you can. It was almost exactly 15 minutes later when my brother-in-law shows up, and now it's getting fun. I showed my brother-in-law where to take his tractor and where to start tilling. It took my brother-in-law about 30 minutes to completely grind up all of my neighbor's strawberry plants. The silence was awesome. The rear neighbors were in shock and I became a legend. Guys, I love it when these neighbors get exactly what they deserve, and Opie's neighbor totally did. I mean, making Opie move his trees, but then refusing to move his bushes when Opie pointed out that it was on his property. I would have loved to have seen the look on the neighbor's face when Opie's brother-in-law was ripping up every single one of his strawberry plants. Absolutely beautiful. This encounter happened about 7 months ago. So a little backstory. About a year ago, I was diagnosed with the cancer of the nasal cavity. Stage 2. The tumor was quite large, but thankfully, it didn't spread into other tissue, thus it was still contained. To get it removed, I first had to undergo aggressive chemotherapy to make it smaller. Thanks to chemo, I had severe alopecia, hair loss, which made most of my hair and even my eyebrows and my eyelashes fall out. At some point, I had to go bald, but I wore a wig because I didn't want to look like one of those skinheads, as I'm 6'4 and pretty muscular, so I thought people would assume. So one day, after a long chemo session in the hospital, I took a bus home. There's only one bus that goes from the hospital to where I live, so I took that one, only to see that it was absolutely packed. I felt like a garbage can thanks to chemo, so I asked a middle-aged dude to let me sit. The man was very understanding, and he gave me a spot without complaining. But two stops later, a Karen comes on the bus. Now this woman was a lovely woman, with an eye demand to parlay with the CEO haircut, and she had a 12-year-old kid. It took her roughly 5 seconds to see the bus was packed, to then start looking for a free seat, to spot me, and start marching towards me. When I saw her, I knew I was screwed. I was the only youngish person around me who had a seat. The woman stood next to me, and she decides to talk to me, and this is the conversation that followed. She says, Hey, uh, could you let my kid sit down? At this I say to her, Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm on my way home from the hospital and I feel really sick. At this point, Karen cuts me off and says, So are we. Now I'm thinking, nonsense, the stop was a few kilometers away from the hospital. Karen continues on and says, My boy just broke his leg and we're coming straight from the ER. Now I could see that her kid was standing next to her without any support, clearly embarrassed. 
I told her, ma'am, he's standing next to you completely fine. The woman then says to me, look here, my kid needs to sit down. I told her, look, ma'am, I'm so sorry, but I just got back from a chemo session in the hospital and I feel really nauseous. She then screams at me, stop making excuses. Get off that effing seat. Now at this point, I was baffled. I didn't know what to say. We had the attention of the whole bus. She then grabs me and tries to yank me out of my seat. I held on tight, and thankfully, I didn't fall off. Now, it was at this point where this old guy comes in, and he's my savior. The guy comes in and says, Hey, will you shut up? Stop assaulting other passengers, or I'm going to be forced to step in. Shut up. Now, that seems like it really offended the Karen because she spun around in the spot and she throws a punch in the old guy's face. Now, I was shocked and in disbelief, as was the whole bus. They were flabbergasted. The old guy then said something unbelievable, and a golden, sweet karma moment followed. He says, Okay, that does it. Harassing passengers on the bus, physical assault against a passenger, and now you're assaulting an off-duty officer. The old guy then pulls out a badge and told her to stay where she was. He then pulls out his phone and calls someone and told her that she was being arrested. I couldn't believe it. The old guy was a cop. At this point, the Karen goes white as a wall. The bus had just come to a stop and the back door was open, so at that very moment, she decided that she'd try to make a run for it, but other passengers blocked her way. Three stops later, a police car was waiting for the mom and the kid. The kid told me he was so sorry for his mom's behavior, and I felt really sorry for the kid. He wasn't a bad child, but his mother was a hellspawn. The old guy then talked to me, and asked if I wanted to press charges, to which I gladly said yes. He then took my statement, and thankfully was kind enough to let me solve everything over the phone, so I didn't have to go into the police station for questioning. In the end, I'm pretty sure the woman got some jail time, and I, in return, got a good story to tell and the sweet taste of instant karma. What an awesome story, and that twist was amazing. Like, when I read that it was a police officer she threw a punch at, oh boy, nothing is more satisfying than a Karen getting instant karma, guys. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, we survived another one. If you enjoyed the stories today, do hit that thumbs up, and if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. A psycho Karen threatens to grab her gun and make OP serve her when he's a customer. It's such a crazy story, so check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you in the next one. We love you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.